הרי למקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שזוכנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדושים. אשר בארץ הם המבחן, רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו לעם נחנו במקור חוכמה. רבנו נחמן ופגן הלך נחמן נחמן ואומן זה חוצה ותגן עלינו כל ישראל אמן. So בעזרת השם, today is going to be תורה יוד, recording before שבועות. So this תורה is um, for the first day of שבועות and the second day. Gonna, we're going to split it up into two parts, Torah Yud. We're going to see lots of special things here. Amazing stuff Rabbeinu reveals. And uh, let's hop right into it. These are the laws that you shall place before them. And we saw this, um, this Pasuk in Torah Zayin. So we come back to it. Rabbeinu is going to reinterpret it in a very different manner here. So we got into it. Ot Aleph. Kshayesh chas v'shalom dinim an Yisrael. Whenever there are, God forbid, judgments upon Am Yisrael, upon the nation of Yisrael, Rabbeinu says like this, when a person has judgments on him, or collectively upon all the nation of Am Yisrael, whenever you dance and you clap your hands, you create a sweetening of judgments. This is how you sweeten judgments, to dance and to clap your hands. And now Rabbeinu explain why. Because Rabbeinu says the essence of God's greatness is specifically when the Goyim, the, the other nations, not just the Jews, but the other nations know that there is a God that governs and that He rules. Meaning that it's not only, Hashem, that it's not only the Jews that know this, but that it's the others as well. When Yitro came and he said, whatever it was, that um, now I know that great is God, God is greater than all the other ones. That Hashem is greater than all the other ones. What happens immediately? The name of Hashem, the supernal name of Hashem, grew greater and more exalted. Just from the fact that Yitro came to recognize Yitro, we know was the Kohen Midian. He was the chief. He was the priest of Midian. He had. It says Rashi says that there was not one idol he didn't serve. He served every single idol. To come to the point though, that Yitro came to Moshe and stood by his feet and said, "Now I know that Hashem." is um, above all the other gods. This grew, Hashem's name grew more exalted than ever before. And um, we see here that um, this is the gdullah of Hashem, the greatness of Hashem, specifically when others come to recognize Him. So now, Rabbeinu explains how the goyim will come to understand and to recognize God. And Rabbeinu says it's only through one condition. It's through the condition of what we call Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu. The house of Yaakov, go, let us go um, in the light of God. What does this mean? Because Yaakov, it was Yaakov who revealed the greatness of Hashem, or revealed the godliness of Hashem, more than all the other forefathers. Because Avraham, he called the Bet HaMikdash this mountain, Har. Right? Har Amoriah, whatever. And Yitzhak called it a field, as we know in Psachim. And Rabbeinu explains that the Sadeh, the field, is a little bit more attainable and needed than, it, uh, uh, than a mountain is to the world. It's easily attainable, you don't have to climb it necessarily, it's much more accessible. The Yaakov Kira Obayit, but Yaakov called it the most accessible thing, which is the house. Which is, the, which is the place of settlement for people more than a field is. 
a house is obviously much more comfortable for, for people. And Yaakov Karat Makom Abet Amidah Shehu Mekom Atila Bait Shehu Mekom Yishuv Lidiyatam Kiela Et Atila Mehav Vesedel Ifkinat Bait Look how awesome Yaakov is. And that Avraham called it Ahar. He called the place of a Bet Amidah. The Bet Amidah Ahar. Yaakov called the, uh, Yitzchak called the bet, place of the Bet Amidah a Sadeh. But Yaakov, he called the place of the Bet Amidah um, um, what do you call it? A bait. A house. Shehu Mekom which is the place of prayer. What is the place of prayer? Bait. Because we know this idea, we're going to say in Yeshaya, in, in, a, in a, a few lines. We're going to bring the Pasuk. Why? Because a house is a place of a settlement. Uh, is a settlement for people. People easily settle in homes. And what happened? He elevated prayer from the aspect of a mountain and a field to the aspect of a bait, home. That it has a bigger grasp. People can grasp this idea more than a, than a mountain or a field. Because the aspect of a house, the goyim also understand this. Whereas a mountain and a field is a little bit more um, inaccessible and unattainable for the goyim. It says, because my house is the house of prayer that will be called for all the nations. Meaning even the goyim will come to this house. So the house, the inyan of the house, which we know is the house of prayer, as Rabbanu is bringing down now, is the um, most accessible place for the goyim and is easily attainable. And this is why Yaakov is the aspect of where the go- is. It's only through Yaakov that the goyim can come to recognize Hashem. And when it comes into the aspect of the house, then immediately the name of Hashem is elevated. And this is an explanation of what it says in Tehillim. Hashem is great and He's praised. means to say, It means to say like this. When is Hashem great? Whenever He's very praised. Misitra demota from where? From which place is he praised? From the side of death. What's the side of death? This is a reference to the goyim because it says in the chachamim in the in the in the midrash Bereshit Rabbah, It says whenever it says in Bereshit vehineto meod that God saw it was very good. What is meod very? It's a reference to the malachamavet, to the angel of death. So we see here mehulal meod. Gadol Hashem, God is great. When is He great? Umhulal me'od, whenever He's very praised. Praised by who? Me'od, which is what? Sitra Domota, the Malach HaMavet, the Goyim. So whenever Hashem is praised by the Goyim, this is where Hashem's greatness exists. Kshehu mehulal mehem, whenever He's praised from them, Azayhu Gadol, then He's great. Kihu ikak dulato, because this is the essence of God's greatness. Ve'amatayhu mehulal mehem, and when is He praised by them? Me'ir alukenu harkocho. In the city of our God, harkocho, as it says in the Pasuk, uh, in the city of our God, His holy mountain. That is when the aspect of the holy mountain becomes the the city of God. Meaning when the mountain turns into city, which is the settlement of where all the homes are, then this is whenever they're able to call out to Hashem and um, to praise God. Because the city is a place where people settle. The aspect of a house. Because what's the idea? Because the house is more easily attainable than the field or the mountain. And that is specifically when you elevate prayer from the aspect of mountain to the aspect of city and house. Because then the Goyim also have this perspective and they also have this... Uh, they can also attain this idea. 
as Daika Gadol Hashem, then specifically great is God. Because this is the essence of God's greatness. When specifically those who are far from Hashem know about Him. And this is a very big principle Kabbalah was explaining, is that specifically to bring in people who are far, this is a, a massive inyan, that doesn't bring more joy to it. Nothing exalts Hashem's name more in this world than when those who are far come close and within the settlement. And this is the ultimate chesed of Hashem. That he allows people like us who are very, very far from the emet, very far from the Torah, Dosha, to come inside because this is the essence of His greatness and this is the beauty. And this idea, and we're in section 4, this idea, to elevate prayer from the aspect of a mountain and field to the aspect of house, which is the city of our God, in order that His kingship should be revealed also to the Goyim, that there should be also, um, um, what do you call it? a hasaga to, um, that there should be a hasaga also to the goyim. That they should also have a hasaga within God, in the, within Hashem's godliness. It's impossible to do this, meaning to get to this aspect of Yaakov, which is which is the aspect of Bait. It's impossible to get to this aspect of Yaakov except by means of the tzaddik of the generation. As um, the chachamim have. One who has a sick person in his house should go next to the wise person and request um, to him that he should have mercy. Because the essence of prayer, only the true tzaddikim of the generation know this. Because there are those who are arrogant. And now Rabbi is going to explain the most awesome idea. Because there's arrogant people that they don't want others to go to tzaddikim. And they say, that they themselves can pray. And they also prevent others. That whenever these people have afflictions or a sick person within their house, they prevent them from going to Tadikim. So upon these arrogant people, the Pasuk says, the verse says, It says at the end of the verse, Return the wife of this man because he's a prophet. Because, so we're going to understand the story. This story is whenever Sacha was captured by Abimelech in Egypt, whenever Abraham descended down to Egypt, Abimelech took Sacha captive, and what happened was that um, Hashem came to him, um, came to Abimelech in a dream, and told him, Return the wife of this man, of Abraham Avinu, because he's a prophet. So now within that verse, we're going to see here this aspect of prayer and how sometimes arrogant people think that they have prayer by them when they really have no idea what prayer truly is. And it's truly by the tzaddik, who was Abraham in that generation. Because this arrogant person is called in the name of Avi Melech. Why? So Avi Melech in the story is the arrogant person. How do we know this? Avi, what is Avi? means desire. As we know in the Pasuk, Lo Ava means he didn't desire to send them in that Pasuk and Shemot. So Avi means desire. Leshon Ratzon, it's an expression of Ratzon, will, desire. Kihurot Sedim Noch, because he wants to rule. Avi Melech, desire Melech to rule, to be king. So why? Because Avi Melech is Sinyan, he wants to be the Balgava. He's the Balgava, he's the arrogant person. He wants to rule. He wants to pray. He thinks he knows how to pray. He wants to rule. And this is Avi Melech. Because the truth is, the Tzaddik is the one who rules in his prayer. 
as it says specifically, the tzaddik rules, etc. But um, the, the arrogant person, Avimelech, he's arrogant within himself. That he's able to pray and that he has this rulership. And this is why he's called Avimelech. Because he wants to rule and he says, I will rule. And this is an explanation of what it says. Look at awesome. This is return the wife of this man. Eshet wife. It's an acronym for you have the letter Aleph. It's Adonai. Shin is Sefatai. And Tav is Tiftach. Eshet is Hashem Sefatatizah. Hashem, open up my lips. This is This is the aspect of prayer. Return Eshet, which is the aspect of prayer, which is the Ish. Return it to this Tzadik, who is this Ish, Avram Avinu. Return Eshet, the wife, which is the woman who is prayer, because he's a prophet. Because Hashem desires the Tfilot of these Tzadikim. And he sends an ordered prayer within the mouth of these tzaddikim in order that he should benefit from their prayer. Meaning the tzaddikim, when they pray, Hashem helps them pray because he enjoys the tefillah so much that he wants even more enjoyment. So he sends them a beautiful tefillah in their mouth. And this is the aspect of prophecy. We're going to see here. And this is kinavihu because he's a prophet. This is niv. Niv is from the same words navi. Niv means an expression. Niv svatayim, an expression of the lips. I will create an expression of the lips. Um, if his tefillah was like flowing through his mouth and he knew it was accepted, and if not, then not. This is in the Gemara. I will create an expression of the lips. And what's the expression of the lips when he knew that his tefillah was ordered in his mouth, that his tefillah was flowing properly? So we see here that this Indian of tefillah um, in the mouth of Tadikim, because they are so they are so inherent within this tefillah that they exist within the tefillah that Hashem helps them with the tefillah. It's almost as if they're a Navi, that Hashem sends them their prayer. So Hashem Eshet Ha'ish, return the wife, which is tefillah, Hashem Sfatat Iftah, to the Ish, which is this man, the Tzadik, because he's a Niv Sfatayim, because he's a, um, he has um, an expression of the lips. He's like a Navi. And what we're going to see, look at awesome, this is Vizir, and this is Hashem, return, Take a look at the letters. Hey, Shin, Shin Bet. We have an acronym. Har Sadeh Bayit. The mountain, the field, the house. Zeremez. This is the hint. That the prayer of the Tzadik is in completion. That only whenever he ascends the aspect of prayer from the mountain and the field to the aspect of house that we mentioned above. This is awesome stuff. But these arrogant people they prevent the desire of Hashem Yitbah from being filled. And they don't request that tzaddikim pray on their behalf because they think that they fasten and they mortify themselves, that they made themselves like suffer through Avodat Hashem. They think that they're tzaddikim. But the truth is that this is so far from the truth. This is far from so. Because all the fast that they fast, it's as if it, there are a sack, a, like um, a bag that has many holes within it. And when they empty the, ba- the, the bag, their sack, even so, their sack is filled with um, holes. And the body is called a sack. So their body is considered this sack that has many holes in it. Even though they fasted, they feel like they rid of themselves of all these ta'avot, they are completely filled with holes. As the Tana says, Shinina, what do they mean in Shabbat? Sharp scholar. 
In Shabbat, there's this phrase, Shinena Shere Sakach. Sharp scholar, open up your sack. So we see here, this is a reference to the body of So we see here in this reference in Shabbat, this is a reference to the body of a person. So there are these people that they think they're tzaddikim, but really they have literally their bodies filled with holes. And as is known from this language in the Gemara Shabbat. And if they looked into themselves, they would see not only would they see that they still have desires within them, that all their ta'avot, all their lusts, are still tied within their sack, within their body. They still have bodily desires. This is still tied to their bodies. But not only their ta'avot are still tied to their bodies, also the ta'avot of their fathers. That still exists within them at the time of the birth, the conception. Because of the fact that his father had not sanctified himself at the time of his, unital, uh, uh, of his marital relations. Meaning even the tavot of our father at the time of relations, at the time when he's, when he's with his wife, has an effect on this kid. And because of the, the tavot that his father had had, maybe that he hadn't sanctified himself completely, that tava is still tied to his, um, to his body. So if a person was a real scholar, looked into himself properly, then you would see that not only does he have his tavot still tied to him, but he also has the tavot of his father. And if he saw this, it's certain that he would tremble very, very much and a great trembling would follow him because he would see how far he stands and how low he is on how low of a level. This is an explanation. This is in Bereshit, whenever um, the brothers are with Yosef and all this stuff, that when they leave Egypt, they, Yosef sends all his, uh, his men to go check the bags, obviously in his plot, to bring the brothers back and to bring Binyamin back. Um, but this is what happened. As the, uh, the uh, Yosef's messengers were emptying the bags of the brothers, and they were emptying the bags. My bad. No, this is whenever the brothers get back, I believe, back to Yaakov, and they find um, money in their bags. Each one's bundle of money was found in his sack. So let's see what this means. When the brothers return, they find in their bags um, a bundle of money in each one of their bags. So let's see what this means, what this is a reference to. After all the fashion, which is the emptying of one sack. So here, Rabban is going to interpret this story with the sack, each one's uh, bag, coming back to Yaakov as, um, as the sack, which is the body of a person. So after one fast, this person who's Baal Gava, this Baal Gava, this arrogant person who thinks he's fast and he's a tzaddik, when he empties his sack, which is the body, a dime, Still, what's the verse? Each one's bundle of money was found in a sack. What is that? That's still tied to him and bound to him is his desire, as is in the words kisufin, right? Kisuf, which means desire, kospo. It's the same idea. Kesef money in this verse is kisufin, which is desires. That his desires, his lusts are so tied to his, are so tied to his, um, his uh, sack, his. Uh, his bag, which is what? His goof, his body. They saw the bundles of their money, them and their fathers. What does this mean? It's not enough. The, the what do you call it? The, that's tied to them and their bodies, their, their desires. Which is their own desires. 
im gam hema avavihem. But also their fathers desired. Hanu tavosh avavihem, meaning their fathers desired gam hema lo naflumehem. Also, the, the fathers desired didn't fall off from them, meaning even after all those fasts, all those mortifications, even not only their tavot, they still have tar with them, but also their fathers' tavot also. So they, they still left with even more than they thought. And what happens at the end of the Pasuk? It says they feared. A great trembling fell upon them. And then they didn't want to take power and to rule. Let's see here. Look how awesome the way Rabbeinu ties this inyan together with this imagery of this person who thinks he's a, he's a tzaddik. This is an explanation. Yaakov um, said to them, Yaakov their father said to them, you're making me lose my children. Yosef enenu v'chule. Yosef isn't here v'chule. And then it says Shimon enenu. Shimon isn't here. All this stuff. This is a hint to whenever the intellect rebukes a person. Because the, the arrogant person's intellect rebukes him. Of the one who wants to, to make himself grow. Uh, who wants to become this ruler. Who wants to rule this position. The intellect of this person, it rebukes this person. Because Yaakov represents the Sechel, the intellect. As Yaakov said of whenever Esav told Yitzchak, whenever Yaakov stole the bracha, or stole, quote unquote. He tricked me. Yaakovini obviously playing the words Yaakov, meaning Yaakov in Esav's head was a trickster. And what did Unkelu say? He, he outweighed me. He used Chokhmah. So Yaakov represents Chokhmah, Sechel. And this is. Yaakov Avihem, Yaakov, their father. What is Avihem? Ki Ab Because he's a father in wisdom, it says. And it says in Megillah. He's a father in wisdom. So father connotes wisdom. Yaakov is a Sechel. So we see here Yaakov represents wisdom in, in many different ways. That is the intellect rebukes them, these people who want to take rulership. And he says to them, this intellect says to them, You're making me lose my children. What is this? Otish shikatem from the word sechel. Because all those who are arrogant, his chokhmah is removed from him. Shikatem from the word sechel. You're making me lose my sechel. Yosef, Yosef isn't here. This is the aspect of making amends, repairing that which was uh, blemished, that which was crooked. Meaning, Yaakov is telling the people who are arrogant, meaning the brothers right now. You still, didn't, you still didn't fix that which was amiss, that which was wrong. Which is a humiliation and disgrace. And you guys should feel embarrassed because of this. Because the one who makes amends is Yosef. For the fact that Yosef is a reference to this pasuk. Yosef was named Yosef because Hashem has gathered in my shame. Asaf Elokim Yosef is the one who gathered in the shame. Shimon isn't here, meaning... Yosef is the one who makes a person feel ashamed. He makes a person realize how far he is. It's Yosef who makes amends. But Shimon, and Enon, Shimon also isn't here. Meaning for the fact that you don't have Yosef now, because Yosef isn't here, you still don't have Shimon also now. By the fact that you don't have Yosef, you don't have Shimon now. Why? Because Shimon represents what? Shimon represents that I am hated. This is Leah, who named Shimon. Because she felt as if she was hated. Because now you, because you are not hated. 
the reason why you are not hated, he's speaking to the Baalei Gavan, now Yaakov, who's a sechel, is rebuking the person who's arrogant. He's saying, you, you are not hated. Why? Because you still didn't fix yourself. For certain that you aren't able to, once you don't fix yourself, it's for sure that you still don't rebuke others. Because when you fix yourself, you feel the need to, to, to fix others. But when you don't fix yourself, you for sure don't rebuke others. Because if you were to rebuke another, they'd tell you. If you were to rebuke another person, they'd tell you, Kshot, be quiet. You rebuke yourself first. First fix yourself. So it's for sure that you don't rebuke yourself whenever you don't rebuke yourself. For, you, don't, you don't rebuke others when you don't rebuke yourself first. So what does rebuke have to do with this idea of being hated? So now we're going to prove this idea that when you don't rebuke others, you are loved. We'll see why. This is why you are not hated. Because the one who rebukes is hated. So it says in Gemaram, to what? These Chachamim, or these people who are fond of the Rabbanan, the, the Chachamim, this, this Rabbi, the people who are fond of a scholar, the city who's fond of a scholar, the people of this city who's fond of this sort of Rabbi, it's not because of his excellence, rather it's because that he doesn't rebuke um, them for spiritual matters. The reason why the Rabbis love is because he lets them do whatever they want. And because of that, because Yosef, who, the aspect of meaning he rebukes himself, he's able to work on himself, to make himself shame, to, to lower himself. But because there isn't Yosef, there isn't this aspect of lowering yourself, you still want to rule, then what for sure Shimon doesn't exist. This aspect of Shimon, which is the idea of rebuke, um, <clears throat> that you are still hated, meaning that you, are, um, that you aren't hated. Because Shimon represents the aspect of being hated, and why? Because whenever you rebuke, you are hated. So because there isn't this aspect of rebuke, you haven't rebuked yourself, you certainly won't rebuke others, and certainly Shimon doesn't exist. So you are loved on all accounts. Nimtza, we find We find that the one who rebukes is hated. And they took Binyamin. This is um, the aspect of... Um, this is the last, uh, the end of the verse. This is teaching upon greatness. Uh, arrogance. What did Rashi say? Binyamin, Binyamin, Hashem Eretz Israel. This is upon the Binyamin was called Binyamin for the fact of Eretz Israel. Ben Yamin, the son of the um, Yamin. Ben Yamin, the son of the South. Eretz Israel Eretz Israel is above all the land. So we see here that Binyamin, who is named after Eretz Israel, um, and Eretz Israel we know is above all the land. So Binyamin is this aspect of Gadlut. So they took Binyamin, they took Gadlut. The brothers have taken Gadlut, arrogance. It's, uh, it's not enough that they didn't have all these aspects. With all of this, all we talked about, that not only they didn't rebuke themselves, not only were they weren't hated, that they didn't rebuke others. They also took Binyamin. Yaakov is telling their brothers, the Sechel is telling these arrogant people, that you are taking arrogance for yourself. This is when the, 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 the intellect finishes the rebuke to these people who are arrogant. All this is happening to me. As it says at the end of, verse, of the verse, they took Binyamin. And all of this is happening to Binyamin. Uh, all of this is happening to me. Because all of this is falling upon me. Because all of the one, all of those people who are arrogant, his chokhmah is removed. From this person. This, his chokhmah is removed from him. So all those who are arrogant don't have chokhmah. We see here. 
um, this imagery of what's happening to this arrogant person who's being rebuked by the Sechel is the same story as Yaakov is rebuking the brothers. The Rabbanu is going to give us the advice for the one who's arrogant. You want to, the main advice for the one who's arrogant, and what is arrogance? It's Avodazara, it's literally idol worship. It says to Avat Hashem Kol Givarel. Hashem considers an abomination all those who are high hearted. As it says in the Gemara Sota. So we see here that Hashem cannot dwell in the same world as the one who's arrogant. You want to see the main, the main advice to remove arrogance? It's to attach yourself to the Tzadikim. Rabban is going to prove here how the Tzadikim are the aspect. Um, how binding yourself to the Tzadikim removes arrogance. Bitrua, when it says Bitrua with the Shofar blow, the Ihu Rucha. It's in the Zohar, Bitrua di Ihu Rucha. With the Trua, this is Ruach, spirit. It Avid El Acher. With the Trua, which is Ruach, which is the spirit. With the Shofar blow, which is the spirit. It Avir El Acher. The belief of other gods disappears, meaning Avodazara disappears. With the Trua, which is Ruach. With Tzadiku Bukhinad Ruach. And what is the ruach? It's the tzaddik. The man who has spirit within him. This is the tzaddik. So with the tzaddik, the belief of other gods disappears. And what did we say other gods is? Is the one who is arrogant. It's as if he believes in other gods. So we see here that with the tzaddik, you remove this aspect of kel acher. You remove idol worship, which is arrogance. Through, his, through the tzaddik, once um, um, nullifies and um, he lowers the high-hearted, the high-spirited, El Acher, which is other gods. He turns Acher, the other, those other gods, Echad. Acher, the only difference between Acher and Echad is one letter. It's the Resh and the Dalit. It's one point. If you extend the bar at the top of the Resh, just a little bit past the vertical bar that goes down, then you get a Dalit, Echad. It's that point. This is the point of the letter Dalet. This is the Tzaddik. The Tzaddik is what? The point of the letter Dalet. The difference between Acher and Echad. Look how awesome. Rabbeinu ties this together. And from the Tzaddik comes the four spirits, which is the Kotz, which is the point of the Od Dalet. It says, So I said Hashem. We learned in, in Torah Chet. This is the same idea we learned. From the four spirits come out spirit. From this one spirit, the Tzaddik comes the four spirits which is the Dalet. So from the Kots of the Dalet, from that one point of the Dalet, the letter Dalet, which is the Tzadik, comes the four spirits, which is the letter Dalet, which is the four Ruchot. This is the aspect of Tua, which means Shofar. Leshon Teroem, Beshevot Bazel, as it says. It's the same play on the words Teroem. Break. Teroem Beshevot Bazel. Break them with, a, with an iron rod. Break them with an iron rod, which means to break. Because he breaks the high spirit which is the other gods which is atheism basically. The tzaddik has the power to nullify all this avodah in the world through the fact that when one attaches himself to him he's able to, um, sub, um, to nullify all this gava. This is the aspect of dancing and clapping your hand. Because dancing and clapping your hand is drawn from the ruach of the heart. The spirit of the heart, 
we can see naturally, empirically, because through the joy of one's heart, he dances and he claps hand to hand. This spirit blows upon the six sections of the arm and the six sections of the thighs or the legs. This spirit, which we're talking about, is the, the, the tzaddik. Um, no, my bad. So this spirit blows upon the six sections of the arm, the six sections of the legs. This is the aspect of clapping your hands and dancing. This spirit, which is the tzaddik, blows upon the six sections of the arm, which is clapping your hands. And the six sections of the leg, which is dancing, lifting up your feet. This is the aspect of his heart carried his legs. As it's in Begashit Rabbah. His heart has carried his legs, carried his legs. When the heart, when the ruach of the heart lifts a person's legs up, which is the dancing. Meaning through the ruach of the heart comes dancing. This is the tzaddik, who is the ruach. That we said is the ruach. He nullifies ga'ava. He nullifies ga'ava. He nullifies arrogance, as we mentioned about. Don't come to me the foot of pride. We see here awesome things, by the way, that Rabban is hinting to us. That dancing is able to remove arrogance also. And dancing is drawn from the tzaddik. Dancing is able to remove a person's arrogance. Clapping and dancing your hands can remove your arrogance. It says, don't come to me the foot of pride. And the tzaddik is able to nullify all the idol worship. It says, they wash their feet. When Abraham Avinu brought these three people that he found um, walking in the desert, into the house for on the third day of Bitmina, he made them wash their feet. This is the aspect of idol worship. Why? That um, he washed their feet because um, the dust on their feet was considered an idol at the time or whatever it was. So he was making sure to get rid of idol worship. So the tzaddik is able to purify the sinyan of the feet, the regir gava, the, the foot of pride, which is their feet, which is filled with which is the sinyan of idol worship. So we see here, Gava, I don't worship, it's all one idea. Tzaddik is able to nullify this. Whenever the feet ascend through the aspect of dancing, as it says, his heart carried his feet. Now through this, one nullifies his pride. Through this, you sweeten judgments. Now we're getting back to the final phrase. Through clapping and dancing your hands, one sweeten judgments. How do we do this? Because Rabbanu says, as long as there is Avodazara in the world, I don't worship in the world, there is anger in the world. Divine anger. With Ayro Hashem in the world, Hashem is angry. As we know in the Sifri, Parashat Whenever idol worship disappears, divine anger disappears. And then Hashem's Chesed draws down to the world. Then the feet become the aspect of the legs of Chesed, the feet of kindness, his feet of kindness. This is the aspect of kindness. This is the aspect of the, the righteous ones of David, the faithful, faithful ones. The faithful ones specifically. Because what happens through the chesed, which is the feet of chesed now, by removing the feet of Abu Zaran, the feet of Gava, now you bring in the feet of chesed. Whenever you start dancing and you draw this ruach of the tzadi, you're dancing. Then Chasadim get drawn down. Chasdeh David, the Chasadim of David, the kindness of David, Ha'ne'emanim, the faithful ones. Why Ne'emanim? Because now, Minut, atheism, and Tfirot, um, and um, basically, all those people who deny, deny Hashem has nullified itself completely. It's big, stopped to exist. 
Nemanim, faith has begun to rise. This is also the aspect of dancing. Um, my bad, clapping your hands. You just explained that. Now clapping your hands. Because through Ruach, one reveals the illumination of the hands. It says, Oh, my beloved knocks. The voice of my beloved knocks. The sound of my beloved knocks. The effect knocks. When it says knocks, this is a reference to Ruach. It's juxtaposed to what? What does it say in Shira Shirim? And then next to it, it says, My beloved sends, um, sends his hand through the hole. What does that mean? This is the aspect of the revelation of the hands. His hands. This is the dance, the clapping of the hand. Through this, one nullifies the Zara. Which is kfirot, which is eight years of This is what it says. His hands were faith, meaning now faith has begun to be revealed through the aspect of the adam whenever a person claps his hands. Ninta, what's the result of all this? through the tzaddik, who's the spirit of the heart. The illumination of one's hands and feet becomes revealed. This is the aspect of dancing, clapping. Whenever a hand, person's hand, when a person dances and claps, his hands and his legs become revealed. The light of his hands and legs become revealed. And then his arrogance and his atheism then be, becomes nullified. And faith is increased. And then it says in Tehillim, "My foot, my foot stood in an even place." This is the aspect of faith. Because what is Minute, um, minute like atheism represent. It represents bent legs, not um, strong legs, but bent legs. My legs were almost bent. This is a reference to the fact that he felt he was very close, that his heart was leaning, was raised towards um, atheism. As it brought over there, but my foot stood. Um, in an even place, this is teaching us about faith. Then he fulfilled the aspect of his hands were faith. Then you fulfill the aspect of his hands were faith whenever a person claps and he dances. So we see that all these awesome stuff. It's awesome. These awesome ideas Rabbeinu brings down that teach us the importance of dancing and clapping your hands. And we know Rabbi Nathan said, if a person wants to do tshuva all his days, he told Rabbi Moshe Brestev, you want to do tshuva? A true tshuva? Dance for 15 minutes a day. We see this inyan of dancing and clapping your hands very, very common and relevant in the inyan of Gesed, and here he's explaining the tikkunim that one does as it brought down in the Zohar Kadosh and in all these other awesome, awesome stuff, um, these awesome Torah. So, Bezrat Hashem, may we merit to attach ourselves to the two tzaddikim and Bezrat Hashem come close to the Torah. Amen. Bezrat Hashem. And we'll finish the second half next class.